Welcome, cryptozoologists, ghost hunters, and supernaturalists, to the mysterious, dangerous, fantastical world of PhantomCon, America's most welcoming, enthusiastic monster hunting convention. Arm yourself with knowledge from our expert guest speakers like Robert Gimlin, the other guy who captured Bigfoot on film. Improve your aim in our zombie paintball simulator. Outfit yourself with the latest tech in EVP meters and phasm lights from Ghoulstop, found right here in the superstitious town of Omaha, Nebraska. Join us for PhantomCon located at the Kai Health Center. Act now. Badges are going quickly for just $900. And welcome to Good Neighbors, an actual play podcast of Monster of the Week. Written by the spectacular Mike Sands. I am your host, Lee, and we're going to be... Man, I'm never going to write down the bit. I'm not going to remember it. And we're going to be playing a little uh, interlude of our Monster of the Week game. And I'm going to turn that music down. So, we're going to find ourselves, and I'll uh, talk about it in a little bit, a little bit back in time. Because I think it's about time we see how our new slew of Good Neighbors actually uh met each other uh mostly mostly and get a little bit of a the groundwork for how we went from or how we got to let's say uh a full betrayal all the lies that we've told so without further ado and unless anyone has any announcements or anything they want to shout out to the to our listeners uh sorry for the betrayals and all the lies that's that's on me like like akon you can put that on me Andy was owed a villain arc after June didn't end up going full baddie. So. I, had to, I had to get it out of my system. <laughs> it's for our safety, really. Yeah, if it doesn't happen in the game, it's going to happen in real life. <laughs> Whoops. If you uh, want to hear more of my voice acting, you can head over to Murphy by Ghostly Muse Productions. I'll be in the upcoming fourth episode as well as or I, I was in the fourth episode and I'm in the upcoming fifth episode as well. Woo! Wee! Spooky. Spooky. Uh, where They May May is coming up. We're part of the Where They May radio network and we like to do fun stuff for May. We don't know what this podcast is going to do for it, but we're going to we're going to figure out something and all the other shows on the network are going to be doing something. Ending Pending is about to hit episode 200. So that's that's pretty exciting. That's pretty fucking crazy. Woo! Yeah. May- shout out to Maybe them. we should all write intros for Lee. Uh- <laughs> oh yes, all four of you DM a game for me, please. Okay. <laughs> I I had an idea for a box of props game, so uh, I meant jointly, all four of you together. I, it's oh, me, party so of one. Oh, I like that even more. <laughs> party of one style. Shout out to Jeff Stormer. His shit's always good. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, let's hit it, shall we? We see a giant projector screen close as the user X's out of the video player leaving behind only their desktop screen where we see the date, January 10th, 2020. The lights go up in an exhibit hall where, outside, we hear plenty of excited con attendees stirring as they wait in line. The staff are performing last-minute checks all across the convention center, touching up decorations and building excitement themselves, 
we see plenty of people dressed up in cosplay from their favorite monster hunting franchises like uh, Supernatural, Monster Hunter, uh, and even some folks who are a little confused by the name and are wearing Phantom of the Opera costumes. Still, everyone seems to be prepared to have a good time. The convention hall is alive and cheerful, awaiting a normal, fun experience. The camera scans down the hallway towards uh, Hall A3, and before the door opens, we hear, Um, okay, Lucas, for any final things you need us to put together? Uh, and Lucas, how have you decorated your exhibit that you're going to showcase to, uh, to the con-goers? Uh, I honestly think it's like a folding table with a tablecloth, a shitty, uh, wooden stage put together with, uh, RGB spotlights hooked up to his laptop. For sure. Uh, you meet, uh, uh, Milton Glass, uh, the most fragile person you've ever seen, uh, who is wearing, like, a turtleneck and overalls and giant glasses, and they are the, uh, one of the con directors. They help kind of put together all of the events. Uh, and they're sitting there in the room on one of the pelts, and they say, I, I mean, are you, are you sure? I mean, this, this is only our second year here, and we really like it to kind of go off with a bang, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think I got everything I need. Like, what I'm gonna do is gonna be real impressive, and I, I, I'm hoping maybe, like, a simpler stage will keep people paying attention to what happens. Okay. And I just want to clarify, we don't need any, like, safety staff or anything on board. You, you sure? No, no, no. It's, it's, it should be perfectly harmless. Okay. And we got, like, your licenses for, like, animal handling and all of that stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, under the desk, there's a printer printing out falsified licenses. As, okay, seems good. As well as uh, false receipts for uh, money sent to the con for this vendor space. For sure. Oh, I think they're uh, in this situation. They're paying you. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, because they're you're an exhibit here. So I think what is happening here, because if uh, if I recall correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Lucas is doing this to fund his research into the monster creation programs. Correct. Right. Um, so I think, you know, they're, they're paying you what cons do, which is not amazing, but if you, the right people see you can do this and believe you, uh, you could actually get some, 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 both stardom and, you know, maybe some investors that might be willing to, to put your work together. Lucas, what is your plan? So Lucas's plan is to summon a monster using a script he wrote. Import monster summoning program, import module name monster summoning program, set search query equals cute, uh, I'm sorry, friendly dash cute looking creature, uh, set monster count equal one, Invoke monster search API key eh, API key search query. <laughs> this is the full name of Lucas's rote. <laughs> yes. Start process monster summon augment list. Uh, cute dash friendly looking monster. Perfect. Okay. Well then, 
I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for you to do this. Uh, goodness. Um, this I this is really gonna put, you know, the old the old con on the map. You know, I really I really have a good feeling about this. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna go great. Uh, I, yeah. I've been I've been working on this for a while, and I'm really excited. Yeah, for sure. And since you you know, if you got all your license things out of the way, then we're gonna go ahead and position the safety staff and all of that over at the rave happening across. Uh, it's gonna be happening at the, the uh, hall on the other side of the building. So no need for safety stuff. I'm sure you've got it just fine. Thank Completely you, sir. Completely under control. I have the utmost faith in you, Lucas, for a famous internet kid. I'm 41. All right, goodbye. <laughs> and uh, Luke, <laughs> not Lucas. Uh, we see uh, Milton uh, exit the the uh, the room here, and uh, we see through one of the spotlights on the, one of the hallway walls that pokes through the glass windows. Uh, we see in the parking lot, uh, pulling up the Grave Watch Company van, and uh, most folks don't know that. Grave Watch is like an actual company that like does security and stuff, so they assume that this must be a costume of some kind or like a, a prop. And there are a bunch of like teenagers and what have you taking pictures with the van itself. Uh, and we see the back two doors open. And Dale, how does it look in here? It is an absolute state. He has several different binders of paperwork from past missions that he's been like sort of all the papers are coming off the bindings because he's been scattering them as he's been trying to fill them out he has like different footage playing on different tvs and he is really trying to pull it all together but it is a lot that has been uh sort of backlogged for sure for sure um yeah we see you hop on out of the car, and there's a bunch of people that are like, you know, like, hey, can we take big pictures with you? And it's, they're in, like, a, a wide array of different franchises. It's not really a lot of consistency here uh, as uh, they, you know, try to harangue you and get your attention, whatever. We see, Dale, uh, your latest mission notice, uh, which is, like, the only ever time you've ever gotten it by letter before. Mm. Uh, you have not received any real communication from the Templeton family in like a long time. Uh, in the past, this sort of thing comes to to Brittany as she used to be their student. She has a rapport with them. It just makes more sense. <laughs> but this time, their matriarch, Elvira Templeton, has not supplied you with a mission, but a prophecy that you are to be here. And you have this notice from her. Nothing else on it, but it's in a black envelope on black paper that says, Earnesty and honesty shall bring us closer to the spirit out of space, and the chaos we do not know ever flickers without a face. That's all you know. That's all That's all they gave you. That's all they ever do is shit like that. And uh, that's all you really have to go on. Is there any way you could send me that? <laughs> it's just so I could yeah, yeah, I could, that seems wise. Yeah, you just drop that in the chat. And the only thing I think that Dale might have been able to surmise from this is if if Elvira sent this out and she never explains herself that someone else figured out that earnesty and honesty must be you most reasonably ask me hey hey let's go I think uh Dale's gonna kind of like humor the people for a second be like yeah sure all right yeah he'll pose for a few and be like all right but I, I gotta go I gotta go he'll, he'll, like, push off and um Put his Bluetooth in and be like, 
Uh, Dash, you, uh, you in here? Dash, I almost forgot that that was your old fucking name. I am always present. Can I assist you with something today? Dash, tell us about your latest role. Dash's Whistler's latest role is as a AI known as the uh, Geopositioning Heuristic Operational Spycraft Transceiver. A sort of helpful AI that helps Agent Dale uh, Kent track down ghosts. The old uh, G-H-O-S-T. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel as though, like, Whistler couldn't uh, help themselves. Not, yeah, they couldn't help themselves. They had to kind of zag on them a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. What is the uh, latest... Uh, what's, uh, I'm sorry. How have you flown beneath Gravewatch's radar for as long as you have? I think that uh, Whistler as Dash uh, falsifying... Um, sorts of like emails and other pieces of um, correspondence from Gravewatch has kind of told Dale that this is sort of like he's beta testing an experimental sort of program uh, and that there's like a certain level of like privacy or secrecy applied to it because like other Ghostwatch members aren't uh, using the program yet. Sounds good. Uh, Special? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of tried to get him to not talk about it very much. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and, and you may continue your conversation. Just thought I'd ask. Does your prophecy tell us to do anything specific? Well, if I'm earnesty and honesty, uh, I got I to gotta bring us closer to a spirit out of space and chaos that we do not know so any thoughts on that dash and that coming up with any uh pop culture references or anything on the internet the spirit out of space verbally draws a parallel to the color out of space a piece of lovecraftian horror science fiction dang dash what did I do before you came here? Man, oh man. This is going to be so easy. I presume you just Googled things. <laughs> ha! Good one. All right, let's get in there. Uh, yeah, and as the two of you uh, head on inside, uh, you find this, like, you know, half-mile-long line that's moving relatively quickly uh, as they wait for you to enter. But the camera doesn't follow you into the building. It instead follows Lone Car. Uh, it's this old kind of station wagon motherfucker hanging out in the background parking lot. Headlights just turn off that were once pointing at the Grave Watch van. Quincy. Uh, we see you sitting inside and you had only just missed your shot at connecting with a creature from Tir Nanak. When you arrived at that house that walked on chicken legs, you found the house pinned to the ground by black spikes, signs of a struggle, and a dead Baba Yaga. In the swamp behind her home, you found the wreck of a car slowly sinking into the muck. The only clear sign? It belonged to someone from Gravewatch Securities. How do you look? Um, <clears throat> I think Quincy has their 
what I refer to as their game face on. Uh, the only time that we've seen Quincy really being themselves was the interlude with uh, the typical day in the life of Quincy. And that is how they are acting right now. They, they're not having to put on a show for anyone. Sounds good. Uh, Quincy, just out of curiosity, if you found the person who robbed you of your chance to get home, would you kill them? Um, prob, prob, probably, probably. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, unless there's, like, information, you know, unless they can be used. That seems good. And lastly, what's your cover? Are you just walking, are you just, like, a casual con goer? Are you going to be in costume? I don't think Quincy knows there's a con. <laughs> that seems very... Yeah, I, I, I think Quincy, uh, you know, maybe got some clues that like Gravewatch would be here. Maybe they intercepted some communication or something. But I don't I don't think that they understand that there is like a comic cod happening. That seems good. Uh, we see you, I assume, get out of the car. And are you trying to follow these people at a distance? Are you trying to go say hi? What's what's your plan? Uh, I think follow from a distance for right now. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, as you are, are heading inside uh, the building and, and joining the line, we see this big, uh, like, set of TV, you know, vans and such. People coming out with cameras and, uh, like, tiny, tiny paparazzi also show up to start taking pictures of, like, a bunch of, like, kind of schlubby dudes who wear, like, wraparound Oakleys, but they're wearing, like, weird gear and shirts that say uh, Ghost Thunders. Uh, that is like, they are obviously like our parallel universe of like those people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know them. Uh, as they uh, head on side and people are like so excited to try and talk to them. And they're just like, they just kind of cross their arms and like hang their, their head backwards. And people think that means that they know what's going on. Uh, and they stop as they walk inside and go, I think I heard something. Must have been nothing. Must have been the wind, and then walk inside. Dash, Dale, and Quincy. The con has begun. I think by now you've gotten inside proper. You don't have so much to go on. But notably, someone on the schedule of the con and the information pamphlet is supposed to do a monster summoning. Now, obviously, people say they do shit like that all the time, but usually that's in the form of, like, a seance or, or you know, like a, like a video game or something like that. But this person claims they can bring forth a real, controllable monster, Pokemon-style, into the world. And I think, by far, this is the most, like, attention-grabby thing. All right. How long we got until then, Dash? It's the first uh, event, uh, aside from oh. like opening ceremonies and stuff, but nobody goes to those <laughs> that I have met. <laughs> I think we should do our best to get a good seat now. I agree, Dash. Always so logical. I love that about you. Uh, <laughs> Dale's going to scurry on over, but I think as he's going, he's like, again, like just going to double take at every cool piece of technology and get sidetracked and and like 
talk to the person until Dash is like, we should go. And then he's going to like grab their card and be like, I'll contact you. I'll get you later. And then he'll, he'll scurry For on sure. to the next booth. Uh, the, this is like the only time Ghoul Stop makes any money uh, where they sell like, you know, EVP meters and lasers and stuff that can catch ghosts. Uh, so there's a ton of people representing, like, representing that store and are like, yeah, absolutely. Um, like sales associates and things like that. For sure. This con also has people who have like legit weapons. They're like really, really loose and goosome on like most cons are like, hey, no weapon that if you cracked it over someone's head, they die. They don't apply that here. There are people with like the tri-edged dagger from Supernatural and stuff like that that are like totally usable. Does it go so far as to be like uh, like the city or the state has like open carry laws or is it just that people are walking around with like swords? Uh, you would be. I, I, Lee, do not know Nebraska's open care like gun laws personally. Um, I thought you were committed to realism. half gun show, half comic con. Sounds like a truly American experience. <laughs> yeah, right. Truly. Um, but I think they, uh, if there are guns here, it's like absurdly silly stuff, like harpoon guns. Yeah. Okay. Um. Open carry is legal without a permit in Nebraska for anyone at least 18 years of age that is not prohibited from possessing one. Then there are also regular guns. <laughs> That's great, 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 great. Oh, no. And they, these guns shoot holy bullets. Silver <laughs> <Yeah>. bullets. <laughs> They're like marked with a cross on the tip. Uh, oh, of they all have a fucking shotgun from uh, the Constantine movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I didn't pronounce it wrong. His name is Constantine. <laughs> I respect Clementine. it, but I hate it. Yeah, same. I, I kind of want to fight you. He <laughs> remarks in the comic in Hellblazer that it rhymes with turpentine. He hates when people call him Constantine. And that's why we do it. So, Quincy, you see uh, one lone fella, the, the one person who's clearly from Great Watch Securities, enter into Exhibit Hall A3, uh, uh, which is... Like filling up, the people are pretty excited to see this normal, happy thing. Um, and everyone here is talking about monsters and special things from the fiction that they know. Where, like, do you know that they're not talking about real monsters? Uh, I think Quincy is very confused. Like, I imagine that there is like a bunch of like general dumb nerd shit here, and then like wrong or inaccurate occult stuff yeah, uh so like sure. as quincy is like pretending to like look at booths and stuff while trying to follow dale they're like oh a, a, a bat what what is this some strange weapon from uh oh oh what crystals oh carrie poppy oh I, I don't know who you are leave me alone uh and then like they get up to the convention hall door and uh, they're like a pass. Oh, I don't have a pass. What do you what do you, what, what, what do you mean a pass? You know you know and like trying to get by. And... I'll just buy the convention thing. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 con uh, staff who's like sixteen, uh, is like, hey, we can't let you in unless you you bought a pass, which is nine hundred dollars. Uh, this is standard pricing. Give us money. <sighs> Fuck it. Uh. You want to take someone else's pass and give it to me. <laughs> uh, uh, Christ. Yeah, go for it. 
Uh, that's a 14. I, I, I do want to take someone else's pass and give it to you. And uh, there's a con staff person who's walking by, and they go, hey, I'm going to take this and give it to them. And that person is too awkward to say anything uh, <laughs> against it. <laughs> and they go, oh, oh, oh sure, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can have it. And they let you inside. <laughs> uh, says yeah. my name is Ross Blotcher. Uh, Ross Blotcher. Congrats, Ross Blotcher. You're in the exhibit hall. Uh, Lucas, everyone has entered the, the building. The seats have filled up. Uh, the RBG lights, you know, are flashing everywhere. People are pretty excited. Uh, they're ex- is, did you say there was like a cage or something? Uh, no, a stage. Right. Uh, so fully out in the open. Because uh, I'm making something friendly. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I love being ironic as shit. Yeah. Uh, the, the seats are all filling up. People are, are excited to see you. We see, uh, before you, you go, it's like, the thing is going to start at 9. And at uh, 8, like 58, uh, one of the, like a person wearing a, a black suit and like a con like staff badge uh but in a cosplay where they have like a tv head situation uh comes up to you and they're wearing like these white gloves and they say hey buddy just i can't wait to tell you good luck you're gonna do so great out there Uh, i'm 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 loving everything i'm hearing about what you do uh thanks I've, i've done a lot of work on this i bet you have uh, out of curiosity, would you mind if we chit-chat about how you developed it a little bit after the fact? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, of course, some of the information's uh, proprietary, obviously. But, right, uh, I, w- I would love to purchase that from you. Currently not for sale. Maybe when we talk uh, exchange, we'll have a better idea of what we're working with here. But yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead and show us off, show us what you can do. And their TV head flickers a bunch of times with, like, static. And, that's, uh, so, that's cool. Thanks. Uh, they get a little high five from someone, and they go, hey, 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 and they sit back down. Um, and I think as uh, Lucas is walking away from this person, uh, he trips over one of the wires for the RGB lights and accidentally hits his hand on the keyboard. And the line that says search query equals friendly dash cute looking monster, uh, it deletes the dash cute, so it just says search query friendly looking monster. <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah, tell me what this show looks like. Do you? How do you introduce yourself? How do people greet you? Because obviously there's a quick <laughs> laugh as uh, you trip and... and uh, as you get on the stage. Ah. Uh, hi. I'm 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 Lucas. Hi, uh, Lucas. I I've uh been working at this for a little while and through some resources that I've gathered, I've developed what can only be described as a monster summoning program. Oh, I'm sorry. I might have introduced myself wrong. Uh, I introduced myself as Lucas, but most of you would probably know me better as Lucasfur. 
Uh, you hear from the crowd. One last warning. No electronic devices, no recording devices. Uh, doing this does create a bit of an EMP, and your equipment will go down. And without looking at the script, Lucas just hits F5 to run it. Okay. What does the start of the creation process look like? Uh, a black and red light begins to shoot from Lucas's laptop screen. And once again, uh, thousands of black hands begin to come out of the uh, screen and start pulling at anything they can grab, Lucas or whatever, and trying to pull it into wherever it's grabbing monsters from. And one of them does, like, actually rip off a chunk of uh, Lucas's hair. For sure. Quincy, at this very moment, you see, like, genuine portal magic. Like, this isn't nothing from nowhere. This isn't, like, an illusion. You've seen people in Tir Nanag that can move from place to place. It looks different, for sure. Uh, between caster to caster, uh, they have their own ways of doing things. But in this moment, you see this twerp open the divide between here and some other mystical place. What is on your mind? What are you thinking? Uh, I think it's similar to, uh, like, Wily e. Coyote seeing the Roadrunner. Quincy is shocked that this awkward, sweaty twerp has figured out something that Quincy hasn't been able to and is very interested that if Lucas can pull things from other places, maybe Lucas can put things there too. For sure. And Whistler, perhaps more importantly, but Dash, I guess I should say, in the moment that you see these hands clawing from whatever this other place is, you can feel this instinctive gut fear as if wherever it's generating this power from is something very primal within a, a core part of your body now that you are something else. That all, we reminded that all monsters recognize the territory of other monsters and fear them. Even though you're not fully a monster, you can feel this sensation that, oh no, there is a great power here that, it, that threatens me because it owns this place now. How do you react? Uh, I think uh, they immediately try to alert Dale. Uh, and also, I'd like to read about the situation. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's an eight. Go ahead and ask one question. Oh, what's my best way out? Because <laughs> I think that they're just thinking from a place of fear right now. Yeah, I mean, what's your best way out is, is, is like, getting into either the power line, like, getting into an outlet, uh, and or, like, getting into someone's phone as they leave. Because there are a couple of people who are sitting at the back of the room that, like, when spooked, will probably go. 
How close are we to the stage? You described yourself as getting a good seat, so I assume very close. Okay. Um, I think Dash goes, Agent Dale Kent, something terrible is happening. Please put me next to the wires on stage. Done and done. <laughs> and I want to try to... I want to try to jump into Lucas's computer. Yeah. Instead. Uh, give me an act under pressure. Okay. I am ready to help. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I don't think you get a plus one here from read a bad situation. This is pretty antithetical to the thing I just told you. Yeah, exactly. I think that they think they can try to shut it down. My thoughts uh... too. Yo, Dash, we are all the same wavelength. It's like I'm radio and you're radio. I got a nine. Yeah, let's okay. help that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. How are you helping? I think by, like, sort of trying his best to, like, frisbee the phone as close to the laptop as possible. So Dash has as little... <laughs> it's a moment of connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, I got six and one on the dice, so that is an eight with uh, his current cool. Okay. All right. Uh, at a, a ten... Uh, you you were able to hop into his computer and start to shut this program down. So let's take a look at what's going on inside the portal. The camera pans over the top of it where we see all of these hands reaching out and we see this gray skin, long fingernails hand reach out to the side, one one side and then the other. We see this like almost like charcoal black gray skin with no head sort of like a cobra hood where it's that's where their head would be this darkness and in, inside of it it's wearing as if skin were robes like its body is clothed but it's clearly its body solely pokemon style you know human style pokemon and as you get into it and start to shut the program down two gray and white clouds slip by it and out into the world as it i assume you're going to shut it down and just hit like power off. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. no effort needed there. You you're in the computer acting under pressure. Ten seems good. Computer shuts down, and whatever this this like horrific creature was gets sucked back into the darkness, and we only see these two clouds that now are high in the ex exhibit hall here. And Lucas, as you see these things. You know your program went wrong somewhere. Because obviously, if you were looking for a friendly looking creature, that was not it. Which means not only did you mess this up somehow, but something messed with your work. And then these two clouds that sit above the ground begin to almost like they're gonna vomit. They begin to burble and bubble. And from the top of them, uh, everyone here has seen the movie Gremlins, right? Yes. No. I will pretend yes. I've it's seen been a while. Enough. I know you don't uh, get them wet. Uh, so these two gremlin looking creatures, which are these relatively skinny, but sort of Dorito bodied monsters <laughs> with long uh, uh, skinny arms and 
uh, uh, very goblin-esque heads, but like football <gasps> shapes with big ears and massive teeth. One of them is green, one of them is yellow, one of them has a curly Q mustache, and one of them has a giant black beard. Uh, the yellow one has the black beard. And they go... <laughs> and the wind kicks up within the uh, uh, exhibit hall. We see all the lights flashing over and over. Uh, we see the figure with the TV head, uh, the, the, uh, the screen of it has a question mark it flashes has an exclamation point has a flash the rbg lights flash blue then red and they're gone the lights turn out the regular lights turn on and then flicker as emergency lights go off all right everyone and thank you for coming to my demonstration these are the creatures uh we are going to have to move the next part outside so I can demonstrate what they can do. If you can please leave in an orderly fashion, I will meet you at parking lot G. The uh, yellow creature throws lightning across the room. It strikes your computer. It strikes the spotlights. It strikes the speakers. Uh, it strikes one kid's phone and it explodes in their hand and they're bleeding. I told you no recording devices! <laughs> they scream and start to run. Uh, shit. Uh, could Dale jump up on the stage and grab, like, one of the metal chairs and try to protect someone by, like, putting it up in the air and becoming the best conductor so it doesn't go to other <laughs> Doing spots? a little lightning rod? Aww. Yeah, sure. I love that. Please evacuate on the order of the Grave Watch! We don't- we can't do orders, but- <laughs> I have no legal ability to tell you to, but please listen. Uh, and uh, roll the so protect someone is tough, so that's twelve. Uh, twelve, yeah. You protect someone, great. Uh, so uh, go ahead and choose an extra between. Oh, where is it? Like impending dangers focused on me as one, right? Yeah, yeah. That seems. Uh, yeah, all impending dangers focused on you. Uh, there is a moment where you're. It's, you know how if people grab like electrical wires and stuff, they can get stuck. I don't know what the science is behind it, and I'm not going to pretend to know what that is. Mm. But what I am <laughs> going to say is that that lightning like blast creates this like channel between you and this lightning monster, uh, and the two of you are held there, kind of in place, as if you were like casting a spell at each other. But they're using their hands, and you're using a metal folding chair. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm gonna WWE this motherfucker. Uh, I'm gonna say that you take two harm. Uh, does not ignore armor. Brilliant. Then zero harm. Thank you very much. What the fuck? <laughs> Seems good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dash, what are you up to? Uh, I think Dash tries to jump back into the phone and out of the scary laptop. That's fine. Yeah, you can go ahead and do yeah. that. There are three little gremlins. There are two. You said there are two. There's a lightning one and a wind one. Uh, I th I think they'll also try to protect someone. I guess. Uh, okay, you want to shelter people? It... What's up? Yeah, can we flavor it as like them using telekinesis, but then still 
Actually. Yeah, I, for sure. I think the the wind monster is throwing like metal chairs and shit around, like it's beginning to form like a twister in the room, and you can use your telekinesis to like hold the chairs to the ground. Okay. But I think if to really fully do that, you know, you can have a good roll here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Not very tough. Ah, oh, I rolled a one. Wait, how could I roll a one? <laughs> Google, <laughs> play with me. I said roll two d6. I just assumed you had negatives. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I still rolled a three. So. Cool. Uh, you beef it. Uh, I beef think that you try to protect these uh, con goers, but this, uh, like this scope of it, and the sort of chaotic nature of this beast's powers. You try to, like, hold the things to the floor, and what you end up doing is people who are sitting and, like, maybe too afraid to get up are now pinned to the ground by your, <laughs> your, your power, and you, for a second, in, in a panic, can't turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, go ahead and mark experience. Yeah. Quincy, what's up? Quincy is pushing people out of the way to get to uh, Lucas. What is your goal with Lucas? Uh, it rhymes with schmidnapping. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, is, I think also protect someone because you're getting them out of a situation that's very, very dangerous, I assume. Yeah, I want to protect Lucas. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. It, in this moment, what you are functionally doing is protecting Lucas. Yeah. So let's go but with it's that. It's definitely a frying pan into the fires kind of situation. <laughs> You're in my danger, not theirs. Uh, protect someone. That's not something I do very often. Uh, huh? Yeah. Do you, did you have ancient fighting arts at this time? Nope. Ah. Uh, I'm rolling fucking hot tonight, though. That's a 13. Yeah, 13. Go ahead and choose an extra. That's my second double sixes. Uh, you either suffer less harm, all impending danger is now focused on you, you you inflict harm on the enemy, or you hold the enemy back. Let's suffer less harm. Quincy is interested in suffering as little harm as possible. Yeah, uh, you'll still take, um, uh, one from, like, a, a rogue chair that's flying around. Um, so total one does not ignore armor if you have armor. Um, and I think it like slows you down for a second. How do you protect Lucas? How do you get Lucas out of the situation slash kidnap them? <laughs> I think I, uh, run up to the stage and I go, <clears throat> excuse me, young sorcerer. I, uh, I believe it is best for us to be leaving now. And I kind of I... grow grab at the scruff of his neck. This is two years prior to when our game began, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I think Lucas, as they're being picked up by the scruff like a kitten that did something wrong, uh, <gasps> wait, I'm being kidnapped! I gotta fix this! I'm only 17! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, People, I think, in the, the chaos and the, the loud whipping winds don't hear you as you are <laughs> uh, brought away into where you going, Quincy. Uh, I think just, like, backstage, like, uh, as, like, not, not super far away, but 
out of sure. out of direct harm. I, I think there's a, a set of like fire exit doors on the side mm -hmm. where it's like it's like you know it's a circle. You've been to cons before, where there's the stage side doors and then doors beyond the steps that would get you out. Uh, and yeah, uh, you take one of those side doors into like a fire escape hallway. Uh, and we uh, see that the green uh, mustachioed monster uh, sees you go and starts to give chase as the thunder creature is locked in battle with Dale. Uh, but it is now Lucas's turn. I think at this point, Lucas is more hostage than anything else. So, well. uh... Wait, wait, you, you've got to let me go. I've, I've got to fix this. This, that, that, somebody messed with my computer. It, I'm supposed to have control of these. Now, Lucas, you and I can be honest with each other. Uh, you are, are, like I said, clearly some sort of powerful mage. You, you I... can drop the computer shtick. Where's your wand? Are you more of a, a staff or, 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 or a, a, a crystal ball? Lucas, take, Lucas takes out his cell phone. Think of this as the wand and think of that as my staff. It, it, it's techno magic. I, 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 write, I write computer scripts that do magic for me. I, I believe it was Merlin who once said, when a man lies, he murders some part of the world. Techno magic the is not. Behind it. You smash open as the wind monster uh, claws their way through, shouts and flies towards you, and then diverts fully into a vent. Son of a! Listen, I I'm only going to explain this once. Someone I forget who it was once said, "Any technology advanced enough could be considered magic." It goes the opposite direction too. Huh. Well, I'm going to be watching your career with great interest. Uh, I, I, I think uh, I might just be starting to believe in you. Uh, how do we shut these creatures down then? Uh, first, we have to actually find them. Then I have to find out how to get them back in. Normally, they disappear after a period of time, but that's only when I have control of them. I, we're probably going to have to put them down. And we cut to Dale, locked in sort of a wizard battle with the, the lightning monster. What do you do? Am I still frozen in, in place? Um, sort of, yeah. I, I would say any, like, big, like, escape actions might be more difficult, but, like, if you're trying to do something that's grounded right here, I think you're fine. Uh, I think Dale wants to take this opportunity to try to read a bad situation and try to see if he can get a grip on what's going on here, especially seeing that the mage is gone. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, six and six? That's a 12 naturally. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Choose your three. Uh, let's say, first of all, best way to protect the victims, being victims the people being who are still trapped in here. Oh, people yeah. who are still trapped. Uh, well, the wind monster is gone, so they're not going to be buffeted by any uh, chairs normally. Uh, but if any, you know, of them are struck by light, like you know, the lightning's going to go to the metal chairs they're trapped under. Um, so if you mm. stop being the closest thing, it's going to hit them. So you either need to push the monster out, 
or get really, really close to it. Gotcha. Then I will say best way in being to try to get close to it. You need a lift. Uh, the thing is in the air, um, and the stage isn't that high, so you need something to get you in the air. Do I see like a or like not a necessarily genie? in the air, like you know, in the air, but like then touching another surface, right? Because you have to ground it. Yeah. Do I see like one of those kind of uh, in a lot of theaters they have genies that can help you, uh, like they're like lifts that help you get to the lights and adjust them. Uh, I think that's more of like a back room thing. Um, I'm not. Gosh. It's not like a theater theater. If if you if you've ever been to like most like this is like a smaller exhibit hall in a in a in the convention center. I don't think this is the one that has like the main stage where they do like opening ceremonies and stuff. <clears throat> is is there any kind of rigging I could climb, or is it? Uh, I think there's like yeah some um like piping and stuff that's like for heating and cooling and what have you. Brilliant. I'll take it. And then uh, what's most vulnerable to me, I guess? Uh, in what regard? Um, his body parts. Uh, yeah, that's fair. The thing doesn't have legs, uh, but it clearly has uh, like eyes and a mouth and like needs those things. Um, so your best like way to like get it from like shooting the things it needs to shoot because it does need some degree of accuracy mm. here. Uh, it would be to like, you know, go for the eyes. The thing doesn't look especially, you know, armored or anything like that, but it's definitely super fast and it's definitely you know it has range, right? So getting in close and hitting it somewhere that's like that would put put that off would be your best bet. Gotcha. Um, I think that's Dale's turn then, right? Yeah, but that's a lot of information. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and dash. What are we up to? So the monster is like floating off the ground. Yeah, it's like on a cloud. Okay. You know the Pokemon Thunderous and uh, uh, I think it's called Landorus. If it's not original 151, I don't know it. Oh, it's called Tornadus. Duh. Wow, <laughs> that's worse. So the uh, tornado monster has uh, vanished what? into a vent. The lightning monster is still here. I'm going to... I think that they're going to let Dale handle the lightning monster and then try to figure out where the wind monster went. Uh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, how are you doing that? Uh... Uh, are there like security cameras that I can? Yeah, for sure. Jump into. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, then I want to investigate a mystery. By all means. All right. That is a nine. Nine. You get one question. Uh, well, where did it go? Uh, this thing uh, seemingly knows to go where it can cause the most chaos. It's for sure going for the main convention hall, where there's like people doing opening ceremonies. There's going to be the most people. And like the most, you know, props and, and technologies and such that it can like really cause some havoc. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Quincy. That's me. What are you up to? Uh the one came by us and went into the vents, so I'm gonna look at Lucas and say Master Summoner, these creatures, where where would they be headed? Uh, well, we got the lightning one right in the other room. We should help deal with that. But I, my guess is the wind one's going to where there's the most people. I'll, uh, I'll follow your lead. Let us vanquish this lightning creature. 
and uh, Quincy will uh, yell out, Come along, then jump once more over the breach and kick back open the door and kind of like drag Lucas uh, behind them into the fray. For sure, for sure. Uh, is there a specific action you want to take here? Uh, I think Quincy is still not quite understanding what it is that Lucas does. Is going to yell, All right, now cast a spell. Would you like to perhaps help out uh, as your turn so you can do two in one round? Sure. That seems like a, a fine option here. C- cast a spell now. <laughs> Good. Point, point your wand at it. Fireball. Uh, <laughs> fireball. Uh, yeah, I think that makes it Lucas's turn. Uh, following instructions, Lucas is going to use magic and try to you know what Dale's still swinging that chair right at present yeah I'm going to enchant a weapon so it gets (laughs) plus one magic okay perfect I love it yeah uh that is uh Quincy gave Lucas a plus one right uh, uh, well, that, that would require a roll on Quincy's part, unless oh. you have power of the heart already. Don't, oh. don't worry about it. It's it's still a twelve, uh, even without. I was just wondering if it was a thirteen or not. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I do have power of the heart already. Okay, so we'll know when you need to. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. use it automatically. Uh, uh, yeah, Lucas, uh, you uh, enchant the thing. What does it look like as you empower this metal folding chair? Uh, Lucas whips out their cell phone and swipes their finger a few times and a uh, code begins to run and Lucas has one of those magnetic straps on the back of their phone that allow you to put it on your dashboard for GPS purposes Mm -hmm. and the magnets fly off of the back of the phone begin to uh you can almost see like magnetic waves coming off of them as all the metal in the room begins to stick to these magnets and then attach themselves to different parts of the chair. So they're essentially now wielding a chair with blades all over it. Fuck oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and Merlin gives <laughs> Arthur the sword and the stone. <laughs> uh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, end of the round here. Uh, the uh, uh, creature lets out a, a thunderous boom. Uh, it claps its hands together. Uh, no lightning strikes anyone in the room, but everyone is rendered deaf uh, for this turn, for anyone who tries to talk to one another and communicate. Uh, Qu- Quincy wants to confess all of their evil schemes and machinations right now while no one's getting Yeah, and everyone go ahead and take one harm, ignore armor. Brilliant. And everyone also that's still underneath the chairs and, and pinned by telekinesis uh, covers their ears in great pain. And we remember that everyone here has way less health than you guys. Uh, and it is now the top of the round. Dale. Uh, Dale is going to try to break free as much as he can to get over to those pipes to scale up the the wall to get closer to this thing. Sure. I can either offer you uh, an act under pressure as normal just to get up to a, a safe, stable place. Or I can also offer you a 
uh, kick some ass now, uh, but at a minus two as you engage um, in a degree of haste. You do have a potential plus one from me in the bank, so it's only going to be a minus one. True. And and um, and it would be a plus one from the read of bad. Yep. Yeah. So I guess um, neutralized. <laughs> uh, but my question is like, if I did choose to climb up, would that be my whole turn? That's what I'm saying. If you, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you okay. use action pressure to get a stable place, I won't knock you no. down with any uh, no. damage or anything like that. Let's go for it. Dale is going for it. Hell yeah. Whole hog. That is a five plus two is a seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just barely made it to now you can kick each other's ass. Good. You were going Absolutely. to fail. Now you won't. Quincy, what do you do to help? Uh, I think I uh, yelled out, uh, don't worry, brave Arthur. I will distract the dragon for you. And uh, I uh, jump out on the stage and go, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> Pretty good. The, the, we see the lightning creature look at you. Its eyes get fucking huge. And it goes, <laughs> and holds its big belly in a laugh as uh, it gives Dale just enough time to get in a good whack uh, yeah. with this enchanted weapon. From hmm. the top rope with a steel chair. <laughs> Normally, an improvised weapon, I believe, is one, enchanted, two, now it does magic um, damage as well, so uh, I think that's two harm magic, I think is how that will turn out. Sure, that's good with uh, me. It sounds good, and yeah, uh, the creature, which you can now feel, well, you would have felt had you not had a magic chair, that the thing, like, is not really fully there, it's largely, like, energy that just kind of mm. constitutes in this form. And you hit it with a chair, and it's a full solid blast. Uh, as you, you crack into it, it's as if it were a solid creature. And mm. it, like you hit a, a like a green shell in Mario Kart, it starts bouncing off the walls in the room uh, over and over <laughs> from the force of the thing. The thing, as it passes by you once, it tries to hold on to you, uh, but it can't quite get that grip. Uh, but you do take two harm. Magic doesn't really do anything here in, in this circumstance. It deals magic damage, but yeah, two harm, lightning, so yeah. it ignores armor. Brilliant. I am unstable. Ruh -ruh. Perf. It's going to be awkward when Dale dies at the, uh, <laughs> the prologue. Yeah. I'll just burn luck, don't worry. Uh, perf. Uh, yeah, and you are, you are, we see lightning flow through you in an almost cartoonish fashion, as if we see your bones for a second light up. Uh, and the thing is continuing to fly around the room, banking off uh, each wall here. Whistler. Uh, is it possible to jump through any sort of alarm system, PA system, sprinklers? As long as it's electronically controlled. But I think some things that are just like purely mechanical, probably not. Okay. Uh, it, what are you going for? I, I want to find a way to try to evacuate the convention center or, or make an announcement telling people to leave the convention center. I like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead and give me a manipulated person. Give me a uh, your best, uh, you know, staff person, get out of okay. here kind of thing. Or, you know, however you want to do it. Me, 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 Oh, hey there, uh, ghosts and ghouls. Uh, sorry to report that we're having a bit of a problem 
with our ventilation system if you hear any clanging going on around there. Uh, wouldn't you know it on this fine day? We actually have a bit of a gas leak. So we're going to need everyone to have to evacuate out of the marked doors in an orderly fashion, okay? Go ahead and give me that roll. Yeah. Lucas, uh, it sounds like we should leave. There's a gas leak happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I got seven. Uh, seven. Well, you you have to do something to prove you mean it. I start a uh, gas leak. Genuinely, don't think I can do that if I'm just a voice, unless can, I can do another roll to like kines something. You can pull a fire alarm. Those are electric. True. I think that's fair. I think that's not hard. That, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. We see the you know the 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 bells start to ring and the the circulating uh, yellow lights uh, as. People who have only arrived at the con five minutes ago go, ah, man, uh, and start kicking and screaming. And some people kind of don't really leave that much or like are really lagging and slacking because uh, they are more interested in being rumbly and grumbly than getting themselves safe. But yeah, for the most part, everyone starts ushering themselves out. Hell yeah. Me, baby. Quincy, what do we got? Do I see a fire extinguisher anywhere? Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll uh, I'll try and fire extinguisher this weird lightning boy. Okay. All right. I like I like where your head's at. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me a kick some ass because it will fight you back. Yeah, I can definitely try and do that. Oofa doofa. That's gonna be a six. Can I help? You may try. That is a 10. Brings you up to a 7. Uh, okay. I, I will say that... Uh, I mean, what, what does it look like here? And knowing that, I'll, I'll tell you that straight up, for a little bit, it won't be able to shoot lightning. It'll only be based on, like, if you if you're within touch range fighting. Um, I think I grabbed the fire extinguisher and um, uh, yell out stand back foul beast and just like 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 fucking Scarface you know like Tony Montana Montana just you know spraying uh, you blast this thing and it's almost like you've, you've hit Tony it. Montoya <laughs> like you've hit it uh, uh, like it's sitting on a uh, what's the phrase the like a lazy season, and it starts spinning around as you start coating it in this, uh, 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 like whatever fire extinguisher shit is. Oh, it's like foam. foam, yeah, it's that flame retardant foam, yeah, yep, yep, that's the one. Sometimes it's a powder, yeah. My brain was saying it's a like a powder, uh, but yeah, yeah, and you start covering it in this thing, and it uh, uh, leans down to like shock you. And like no lightning comes out of its hands, so it picks up Lucas's laptop and throws it at your head, and you take one <laughs> arm. Ouch! Uh, and it starts to uh, grumble. Look around the room, uh, and it's gonna start crawling towards uh, the uh, outlet. And it doesn't really crawl; it flies. It's gonna fly towards the outlet. Uh oh. That doesn't seem good. Uh yeah 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 yeah. That brings us to Lucas. I'm going to use magic to trap a specific uh, monster. 
Seems good. Uh, <laughs> that is going to... Uh, I'm debating if I want to use a luck or not. Uh, Was it a failure or a mix? It's a mixed success. You know what? I mean, I'm those gonna... are juicy. Yeah, I'm going to go with a seven. Uh, I'm going to take the seven. What do you got for me? Uh, Pick a glitch. One harm, ignore armor. Okay. But I'm also going to use... Uh... Oh, wait, no, that's only on misses. Never mind. So I'll take the damage. <laughs> Were you going to send it to someone else? Yeah. yeah. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Uh, yeah. You, uh... <laughs> Consequences? Uh... For my <laughs> You go ahead and take the harm. What does it look like as it's it's getting its hands onto the outlet and it cannot pass through and escape into the rest of the building? I think Lucas is standing near one of the outlets and he has his phone charger plugged into that outlet <laughs> and uh, plugged into Lucas's phone. And uh, what color lightning is coming off of this creature? Uh, blue lightning? Yellow? Yellow. So if it's yellow lightning coming off the creature from all of the outlets in the room, green lightning's coming out. Uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah. As you you cage this creature, uh, it all it can really do is go, uh, and does not go anywhere. Uh, ah. Lucas's uh, nose starts bleeding. <laughs> it, it can't throw lightning around the room, which is what I was going to have it do. Um. So instead, uh, it's going to uh, put its hands into the outlet uh, and rip out some of the wire and jam it into the wall, and the wall is going to start to catch fire. Beyond that, I think it's actually really pretty helpless at the moment. The only thing they can think to do is start a minor fire in this hallway. It's not very bright. Uh, and that brings us to Dale. This thing is caged, covered in, in fire extinguisher foam. What's the wind monster doing? You don't know. He's oh, gone. Okay. He's out of here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are we still deaf? Uh, not anymore. It ends this round. Okay. Um, got you. I think Dale's going to rush over to Lucas and be like, All right, kid, real cool uh, presentation, but it's, it's time to end it now. Send it back to wherever you got it from. Somebody shut off my program. I can't. Well, shit. <laughs> I think Dale's gonna, I guess, feel like I, I, I'm gonna go and try to smack it with a steel chair again and just <laughs> splat it against the wall. It's a good chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go it's for a, it. It's a great chair. Oh, uh, that is a seven plus two is a nine, and. Uh, oh, so, oh, thank God. Go ahead and choose an extra. <laughs> Suffer less harm, please, dear God. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as you slam this creature over the back of the head with your uh, magic steel chair, it gets one of its hands on you, and you feel this charge into your body. Um, Quincy, how do you help uh, Dale avoid a more deadly shock? Uh, I tackle him. <laughs> yeah, the, the the connection is only brief. Not not enough voltage can enter your body as you are tackled by uh, Quincy to save your life. And you only take, uh, now reduced down to one harm, ignore armor. Thank God. 
Okay. Whistler. This thing does not look awesome. This thing probably didn't have a lot of health. Uh, and uh, after a couple whacks, it's like sitting there. It's it's like clawing really hard trying to get into the uh, uh, the the outlets. It's like really like meek and, and it's like energy. It's like flickering. Its body is like shifting in and out as if it were glitching. Yeah, I'm gonna try to attack it with telekinesis. What are you hitting it with? Oh, can I just fling it? Because you can, uh, if you succeed well enough, you have the option to hurt it. True. Yeah, so probably just trying to slam it up against a wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's if it's <laughs> it's covered in fire extinguisher, you could just smash it into the fire. <laughs> All right, that's a, a full success. Uh, for our purposes, are they considered bigger than a person? They're about person size. Their okay. torso is about as tall as a bot as a as a person, but they're only a torso. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just got really okay. really swole pectorals. Well, then oh I'll... yeah. <laughs> when I said Dorito shaped, I meant that. Very literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll choose. You can cling something bigger than a person, uh, and uh, inflict harm. It's two harm smash. Yeah, it sounds good. You slam it into the wall where it was building this fire, and as you you rub it in, it starts to flicker, and uh, you see that its body starts to depixelate. Uh, this thing isn't like a monster monster, you're realizing pretty quickly now, that what Lucas has made is what's typically considered quote-unquote minions. Uh, but these are pretty jacked for minions. Yeah. And you have a moment of calm, relatively speaking. Uh, Arthur, uh, I, I appreciate your quick thinking. Now, you, you clearly have a partner. Tell me, where is where is your Lancelot hiding about? Are you, are you talking to My name's Dale. I, I'm not Arthur. I don't know if I look like an Arthur. I, I just, like where, 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 where's your your the other agent with you? <coughs> Give me uh, one second. I'm 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 uh, suffering severe electrical. Yeah, this burns. is gonna really hurt, good. and I would like to smack him in the chest <laughs> with Dale's my phone. Gonna, <laughs> pulling out his <laughs> Dale is pulling out his medicine as you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Oh god. <laughs> uh and I think I'm going to use luck on the dumbest thing because I want this to work the first time they meet. Uh, <laughs> so good. heal three and stabilize. <sighs> oh, I feel alive right now. I feel like I just drank a Mountain Dew voltage. God damn. <laughs> Cut to a plug <laughs> of Mountain Dew voltage. Dale holding it with a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Holy shit. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Where's the other one? <sighs> That's the problem. I don't know where the other one went. It went through the uh, air vents, but, like, there were people here. Couldn't leave them with this. Some of them are crying on the floor. Uh, most of them seem more upset about their broken cell phones than the immediate danger they were in. And that's 100% true. <laughs> Commentary. Is she hiding in a vent? Is she, is she yeah, uh, using some sort yeah, of advanced stealth gear? I think that the feels um, like. I think looking at his phone, really nervous. That <laughs> like his burnt up phone. Being like, I, yeah, I think there's a couple like little like slight crackles of blue 
uh, electricity we see jumping from like wire to wire along the wall as they're going sort of from source to source until they go along uh, a cord along the ground back up into the phone. Uh, I am present and accounted for Agent Dale Kent. Any, uh, any reports coming in about where that thing might have gone? It is headed toward the main conference hall. I have attempted to evacuate, but congoers are annoyingly stubborn. <laughs> For nine hundred dollars a pass, I can understand why. Nine hundred dollars. Wait, the passes were nine hundred dollars. They paid me two hundred bucks to be here. That's capitalism. The greatest monster of them all.